Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is Monday at 7 o'clock p.m. Uh, my name is Andre Anderson. Um, I am both host and founder of BSTL. And, of course, by now you should know that BSTL stands for Building Something uh, That Lasts. And, of course, it's the fall now, so we got to get a little bit bundled up a little bit. Uh, I like kind of the fall... Uh, stuff the hoodies are coming out the track pants and all that other stuff so this is my season right here so I want to jump right into it I've got a friend I mean we've known each other for a long 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 time I won't tell you how long I'm willing to tell you how old I am um, <laughs> but if I tell you how old I am and then tell you that he's a lot older than I am then he, you're gonna know and this is a guy that likes to pretend like he's still my age so it's it's okay <laughs> Ron Kelman, what's going on? <laughs> oh, God, bro. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, man, Ron. It's uh, good to have you um, on the BSTL podcast. Uh, this is going to be a great conversation. Now, Ron, as we jump right into this thing, um, I want you, if you're willing to anyways, to sh just share two things about you, yourself. Um, they could be things that people know. Um, they could be even things that people don't know, but don't share the stuff that's going to get you in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Dre, thank you, brother. Appreciate this. Hey, you know what? Two things about me. Well, I have two sons, two incredible young men that are my, my sons, Ethan and Aaron. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I couldn't be doing what I'm doing without their blessings. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah. And the other thing is being involved in a in a corporation that is going to take the world by storm yeah well let's start there before we get into our topic um or maybe it'll come up no it won't uh it will come up so we don't have to do it right here yet um so today we we're, we're on um ron because we want to have a conversation and of course um in these conversations that i've been having now for a year and a half now, we've been talking about leadership, we've been talking about organizational um, leadership, this is the thing that this podcast does. And of course, today we want to talk about leading, uh, leading in uncharted, in uncharted waters. Uh, and basically, uh, you're the right guy for this conversation, and of course, now you can introduce um, some of what you're doing. Um, you're doing some really incredible things, things that probably I don't know that anybody has done this this kind of way before. And certainly, um, my access to you has allowed me to hear uh, the development of what you're working towards. So why don't you just go ahead and share share the story, and then we'll talk about this leading in uncharted waters. Sure, thank you. So what, what I'm involved with is a sport called road tennis. Most people would not have heard of road tennis. It's a sport that's indigenous to Barbados. Okay. So it, it, it was created, some folks say, in the 1920s, some say in the 1930s. I'm not sure which one. Okay. But I can tell you, we had a demonstration in Aurora, Ontario mm -hmm. in 2019 uh, September of 2019, actually, mm -hmm. and um, we had bad weather. Mm -hmm. So, but what came afterwards was even worse. Okay. So COVID came and pushed, you know, road tennis out of the way. Didn't didn't think about road tennis again until 2022. Actually, March 2022, mm -hmm. when we were sitting on a call with the Ontario Sports Hall of Fame, the Ministry of Sport in Barbados. Mm -hmm. 
uh, my buddy Errol Griffith in Barbados. And we're talking about how do we bring sports to the forefront that will help Barbados. Okay. So you're talking about a country that's known for its academics, not its, not its athletics per se or, or sports per se. Yeah. However, at this particular moment, Errol shouted out, what about road tennis? All right. All right. I'm like, what about road tennis? Uh, we found out, you know, uh, a couple of days later, because I started badgering the CEO of the Sports Hall of Fame about, hey, let's get road tennis into your induction ceremony. Mm-hmm. In May of that year, where you have Daniel Nesha going in as the greatest Canadian tennis player. Mm-hmm. And all the folks will be wearing suits and dresses. Yeah, nice. So, so, Mark said to me after plenty of badger, yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. So, we went in, got a special court made for the induction ceremony that night. And we, we had road tennis at the Metro Toronto Convention Center. Nice. And, and so, can you imagine, you're wearing your, your, your finest um, to a, you know, a black tie gala event. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, you get to sweat playing a sport called road tennis? Like, what is that? Yeah. So that's how we got started with road tennis uh, in this format. Mm-hmm. So after Mark said yes, you know, and after plenty of badgering, we went to work. Okay. And uh, it, was, it was an incredible success. The suits enjoyed the sport. The women in their dresses enjoyed playing road tennis. Mm-hmm. Now, the backs are a road tennis. It's indigenous Barbados, as I've stated. But it's born out of poverty okay. and colonialism yeah. and racism. Yeah. So how do you now put this sport on the map? Mm-hmm. Well, Ron Kelman figured it out. And, and I love that, um, Ron, because uh, this is a sport that is birthed um, out of adversity. Um, and of course, your background is Barbadian, right? Um, Correct. We grew up saying Bajan, but now I know a little bit better, so now I've got to call it for what it is, right? Um, but this also qualifies you as an individual that now has the capacity to um, share with us and and educate us on what it means to lead in uncharted waters. So, like, take us on this journey. And again, yeah. we're not just talking about road tennis, but you know, mm-hmm. we're also helping uh, young entrepreneurs, yes. uh, people who are not cookie cutter thinkers. We want to help right. them uh, right. to be able to say, okay, I know it looks like it's huge, but we can do mm-hmm. something with this. So, so right. help us out. What what does sure. this look like? As a process, it, it, it's an awesome process. Like this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I the amount of work uh, that's gone into this. I, I was telling my buddy Errol and Barbosa this. Look, this has been all the years of work that's finally coming together on this project that nobody saw coming. Mm-hmm. So even the school boards right. had no knowledge of this coming. Yeah. So now we're actually waiting on a legal document from the York Region District School Board. Yeah. Back on, well, let's kind of backtrack a little bit. Yeah. Um, April 28th, we did a launch with the um, Health and Physical Education 
at, at the York board up in, uh, we did a launch up at Bill Carruthers. Mm-hmm. We had 80 plus physical health teachers there, identity affirming physical education leaders there. Uh-huh. Partaking in row tennis for the first time ever. They had never heard of row tennis, furthermore, partaking it that day. Mm-hmm. And the feedback just blew us away. Mm-hmm. Teachers are like, look, I want this in my building. I'm going back to my school today to tell my principal about this sport road tennis that I want mm-hmm. inside our building. Mm-hmm. So said, so done. So school started reaching out to me to come in and do demonstrations of road tennis. Mm-hmm. Now we're at the point where uh, um, road tennis is being recognized in the York region. Mm-hmm. And it will also be recognized by OFIA, which is the Ontario Physical Health Education. So, all right, so let me jump in a little bit, right? Um, because yeah. I want to make sure that we uh, approach this in almost a methodical kind of way. Because uh, I got my pen and I'm, I'm writing feverishly because I'm, I'm one right. and I am learning in this conversation. So, one of the things that um, I'm hearing you say, and maybe we want a little bit more clarity on this, is that you, you, you figure out that look, this is a sport, even though it has its roots in Barbados, it's a sport, so we've got to find a way to get it into an institution that has a heavy value on, yes. on physical education. So yeah. how, does, how does Ron then um, start getting into the school board? And really, it's not about the school board. I mean, this podcast goes all over the world, right? So it's not right. just about the school board, but it's about getting an idea, a concept into yeah. a, an established organization. What does that right. look like as a process? So, so here's what it is. Road tennis is a barrier-free and inclusive sport. That's where you start to get the board's attention. Mm-hmm. So everyone can play. You don't need a, land, a lot of land mass to play this sport. 253 square feet is all you need. Mm-hmm. The costing is the most important part for a school. It's inexpensive to play. Mm-hmm. So now you've got a sport where mass participation yeah. is allowed. Mm-hmm. Economy is not a problem mm-hmm. because there's no real costing. Well, there's a cost, but not much, really. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay. So the school board, you start talking to the school board. And they're like, we love this. Mm-hmm. It's identity affirming, mm-hmm. Right. So now the story is being told, hey, row tennis and Barbados go hand in hand. But the important part here is the history of row tennis has to be told Mm -hmm. by the school boards. Mm -hmm. And this is where it becomes really cool. Because now little black boys and girls who don't know their history from the Caribbean Mm -hmm. can now learn about row tennis and how it came out of Barbados Mm -hmm. into Canada. And and as we, we move along, across the world mm-hmm. so, so for us that's really the, 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 the really important part there is the historical context of road tennis and, and it, it's so interesting this has caught the attention of a lot of people Yes. CBC TV wants to do a story on road tennis mm-hmm. a sport they just heard about a couple weeks ago Yes. the school board uh, we're doing a full blown partnership with York, we're also in Peel. As we start to move across 
the, the province of Ontario with row tennis. Mm-hmm. So, so the history of the sport will be told. Mm-hmm. And, and they're not hiding the fact that it's born out of racism, colonialism. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's the important part we're, we're not going to leave out. Yeah. And, and also, I've had the opportunity to be involved in like four or five recent newspaper articles that they've come to me asking about information on road tennis. Mm-hmm. It got to the point where the Toronto Star reached out to Professor Carl James mm-hmm. at the Faculty of Education in New York Region, at, at uh, York University to mm-hmm. ask his opinion on road tennis. Mm-hmm. So it, it's catching people's attention. Mm-hmm. So also, here's a, here's a really cool piece. Canadian Tire Charity Jumpstart has given us funding to do a pilot project in the York Region Board. Mm-hmm. Andre, yeah. for a sport that's got zero members mm-hmm. playing, playing it, how do you impress upon people the importance of this sport to get a grant. Mm-hmm. That's what we did. Yeah. So, Ron, um, as I'm listening to you, uh, there are a couple of things that, that jump out in this conversation. Okay. Uh, yeah. Number one, it is clear that you have a passion um, for this sport, um, for the history of this sport, um, for the history of your people. And when I say your people, sure, we are... Um, both from Caribbean background, mine by way of Jamaica, and of course yours by, by way of Barbados. Um, but then there's also this vision, right? Um, because remember, we're talking about how do we lead into uncharted waters, uh, uncharted uncharted waters. Yes. And for you, it sounds like, number one, passion, but then number two, vision. Um, yes. so, so tell me, how, how does this guy run... Um, take an idea that very few people have ever heard of, and now he's got it on these different platforms in different spaces. And I'm not saying that it's not hard work, but it seems like a lot of things have happened fairly quickly um, as you're trying to create this this new sport. Not Well, not create it, but at least um, intro- introduce it to North America. Yes, things have happened really, really fast. But again, it goes back to all the years of work that was put into other entities. Okay. So what you learn from the other entities, you can now bring forward into row tennis. So the work, the work was done. The heavy lifting was done. Mm-hmm. So now, now you find yourself in a situation where, okay, you know what? We did all the planning. Everything was ready. Row tennis showed up as the perfect vehicle for the message. And that's what has become. Okay, so, so yeah, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt you. So, 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 so the message of road tennis now, I'd like to call it that that the barrier-free inclusiveness of road tennis mm-hmm. is now ready to be rolled out to the world. Yeah, and you, you know, it, uh, the business of road tennis will now be developed. When you start looking at the business of road tennis, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, people say, oh, look at the, the equipment, rackets and balls and net. Yeah. But, but then you say, no, that's just a small synopsis of road tennis. Yeah. You look at the curriculum in education. Mm-hmm. How does road tennis fit into the mathematics curriculum? Yes. 
I defended the art curriculum. Yes. So this now allows us to work with the school board to bring the full package mm-hmm. to, the, to our to, to the children, to our community. Yeah. And they can now say, wow, Barbados had this sport for over 100 years and it just sat there? Mm-hmm. This is an amazing sport. Yeah. As the country talks about having it become an Olympic sport, that's going to take a long time. Yeah. But you have to start somewhere. Sure. And I told I told everyone, start with the children. Mm-hmm. So, so now you are in the very first school board in the world that will have row tennis being played. So let's let's back up a little bit then, Ron. Um, you, you said something that I want I want to make sure that we don't miss. Um, the idea of transferable skills, right? So this is not yes. your first rodeo in terms of entrepreneurship, right? So you you no. have been doing other things, and even though you may not have known that at some point um, this road tennis thing is going to almost fall into your lap, there are other things that you were doing that you've been able to use perhaps to expedite um, how quickly this thing has been moving um, yes. t- towards getting it, it, it global attention. So please mm-hmm. explain the, the, the transferable skills, the uh, the pain of the past, you know, all right. of those different things. So the most important thing is building relationships. You know, my relationship with the Angel Sports Hall of Fame came out of a relationship in baseball with my, my eldest son through a, a girlfriend of mine introduced me to a gentleman mm-hmm. who was head of baseball in York region mm-hmm. for Richmond Hill. Mm-hmm. You know, this about 16, 17 years ago, our relationship was formed mm-hmm. through baseball. So we learned to trust each other through participation and making decisions on a baseball diamond. Right now we're from two different worlds. Mm-hmm. So this is a white male corporate lawyer, probably probably the best corporate lawyer in the country. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know back then that our relationship started with a girlfriend of mine who who was his law school classmate would would form this fashion. You know, he he he's the I think the 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 longest serving member in the Sports Hall of Fame. And I recall trying to get him to do something many, many years ago with me through sport. And he liked the idea, but you know, with these guys, it's like, ah, there's nothing there. Don't worry about it. I'm not, you know, he'll say, I'll come back to you. Sure. Well, lo and behold, he came back 15 years later. One five. One five. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. So my, as I'm saying, the trust was built through the relationship. And all these years later, he came back to me asking about something else. Mm-hmm. And look where it has led to. Yeah, and, and I like that because the, the thing is, nothing that is going to happen well happens independently. I think no. that's what I'm hearing you say. Uh, absolutely. And, and, and these relationships that you have been forming um, for a long time with all kinds of people, right? So I know <laughs> you, right? So I know that yes. Ron is the type of guy that you will go somewhere and you'll see him there and you're like, what are you doing here? <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? And it's not even yeah. like you look uncomfortable where you are. You're just, you're in the space. You're, you're there. Yes. And, yes. and I think it's one of those um, missed opportunities that people have, especially, you know, um, 
I struggle with this idea around networking, and maybe I can explain mm. it briefly. I do believe that it is important to network um, and connect with people, but not always for um, immediate um, personal gain, right? Correct. You, you've got to meet people and engage people, not mm-hmm. because they become, you know, chess pieces on this greater journey of where you want to get to, but you just want to connect with people because why not? Why not be right. kind to your neighbor? Why not, you know, reach out and, and just say hello? So, so right. this thing that you do very well, um, it's these connection pieces. I'll, I'll stop there. Yes. And that's what I love about me, Andre. I get out and meet people. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking for anything from you. I just want to say hello. Yeah. And that is it. Yeah. Take your phone number, take your email address, just reach out and say, hey, how are you? And that is it. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it's going to go, mm-hmm. but I've, but I've opened the door. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was burned on a very large project in Jamaica uh-huh. with NCAA basketball. Okay. Right. So nobody would have thought that the Jamaica classic that's held every November in Jamaica was my idea. Oh, wow. I paid for those guys to go to Jamaica the very first trip. Wow. I never thought I'd get burned, mm-hmm. but I did. But it didn't stop me from moving forward. Yeah. But yeah. it was a lesson learned. Yeah. And you had to learn the lesson yeah. the hard way. So can, since you've you've added that um, experience uh-huh. to our conversation, yes. um, you know, sometimes we get burned um, because yes. we're too trusting. Right. Um, you know, some of the rules that govern business Mm-hmm. Um, at times, um, as people of color, because we may not always know right. uh, the the spoken rules, um, mm-hmm. the unspoken rules, when you reflect on even that, right? Uh, we're talking mm-hmm. about this thing that goes to Jamaica basketball-wise. Right. What could you have done differently to not have um, been burnt? I had a contract with the wrong guy. Okay. So what happened was, the head coach at a major Division One university and I were friends. Mm-hmm. Now, going back to 1996. Mm-hmm. I won't ask you how old you were then, but that's a long time. <laughs> yeah. So, so, coach had a guy on his staff. Mm-hmm. And coach said, he works for me. You can trust him. Well, I took coach's word for it. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't trust the individual. Mm-hmm. Now... The individual was fired from the university for what he did, mm-hmm. um, but it didn't help me, right? Personally, yeah. But it, it told me though, I was right for what I was with what I was doing. Yes. Even though somebody took it from me, yeah. And, and I think Andre, the greatest lesson from that is what God has taught me: mm-hmm. is don't worry, I got you. Mm-hmm. So basketball was taken from me, but he gave me road tennis mm-hmm. and a bigger platform. Mm-hmm. So I might have cried for the pain of losing, mm-hmm. you know, an idea that would have been financially very well for me and my family at the point in time. Mm-hmm. But this Dre yeah. is in a bigger project. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to touch more people. So you've now added some more, right? And yeah. I'm really enjoying our conversation. 
Um, mm-hmm. You've added two more things to this thing around leading in our uncharted uh, waters. Number one, your mm-hmm. faith is important. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But then number two is also resilience. Mm-hmm. Now, you can answer this in either way. Um, which one do you put first for you? Um, and how, how has this now helped you to get back to another um, stage, as it were, where you're about to do the exact same thing? Right. So growing up in the church, Dre, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the boys who grew up in the church, they're now young men. Mm-hmm. And God played a very important role in our family life. Mm-hmm. As an Adventist man, and you know, people don't understand that sometimes. Mm-hmm. But but you have challenges in life. Yes. Sometimes you're going to make the right decision, mm-hmm. and sometimes you hope the wrong decision turns out to be the right decision. Sure. Right. Yeah. So, never having lost faith in God. Yes. But not really in the last. I, I guess in the COVID years, I, I didn't lose faith. But I question God. Mm-hmm. But every time it comes back, God says, I got you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how bad, you know, you try to stray. He says, Ron, come back here. Mm-hmm. Come back to your foundation. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's really what it is. I mean, when we when we ran to do that day, I was like, you know, it was faith that had Dre there yeah. running across the street. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm there in a meeting with two gentlemen. Yeah. And I got him to say, hey, Dre, what's up? That's right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So so, so God told me to go say hi to Dre. That's yes, right. I've known Dre a long time. That's right. But but it was the the connection again with, with Andre, mm-hmm. you know, which I hadn't seen since, uh, you know, before COVID. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and so knowing that Dre was a, is a, is a great youth leader and an incredible human being. Appreciate that, man. God, God wanted me to talk to you that day. Yeah. And, and and he said, go talk to Andre. Yeah. He didn't tell me why. Sure. He just said, go talk to Andre. Yeah. And I did. Yeah. And, and only to find out the reason he wanted me to talk to Andre was so Andre could share with me. Uh-huh. So, some, some things that we had spoken about. Yes. That will help me with what I'm doing. Yeah. So it was absolutely incredible, the message from God. Go talk to Pastor Andre. Yeah. So, all right, so now the second part of the question then mm-hmm. is the role yeah. of resilience. And by the yes. way, um, I, I just need to say this. Um, yes, Ron is a little bit older than I am, but we, we've always had this great connection as kids uh, growing up. Um, he was definitely one of the major mentors um, in my life when I would have been younger playing basketball, not necessarily trying to do anything professional, but just getting exercise in and creating community out of, you know, the great sport of basketball. Um, but we come back to this thing around um, resilience. How important is this? Because remember, you're not trying something um, that is being done. You're trying to do something that has not been done. Right. Tell me about the power of resilience in, because uh, I, I don't think that this basketball thing that didn't happen in Jamaica, it, it falls on deaf ears or on a hollow right. ground. I think right. it's, it's part of the um, preparation that leads you <laughs> to everything else that you're doing right now. Um, yes. So w- w- what does resilience resilience mean for you then? Man, listen, Dre, there's nothing like it. You're going to fall, but you got to get back up. Yes. You're going to fall again. 
Yeah. You got to get back up. Yeah. So as you said, this isn't my first rodeo. I've fallen many a time, man. Yeah. You know, um, it, it, it's been challenging. Yes. You know, my personal story, uh, you know, in the last couple of years, it's been challenging. Yes. But I, I didn't stop. Yeah. I didn't stop. I, I was in family court, Dre. I didn't want to go there. Mm-hmm. The judge was wrong. Yeah. I, di- I didn't appeal it. I spoke to one of my friends and he said, you know what? Let it go. Yeah. There's something better out there for you in what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. He said, the, he said to me, yes, the judge was wrong. He doesn't know you. That's right. But this will show your true character. Mm-hmm. So I just let it go. Mm. I didn't appeal anything. They took everything. But that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Some point in time in history, it will be revealed that yeah. I did nothing wrong and the judge was wrong. Yeah. And we'll just leave it at that. But this is a part of the resiliency. Mm-hmm. You know, people people are going to beat you up, but you got to stand up. Yeah. And and what has happened to me now, by, yeah. by, by getting back up, I'm in a situation where now... Mm-hmm. I'm involved in a project where I'm, I'm the leader of the project. Yes. I've got a team of people beside me working with me, mm-hmm. phenomenal team of people. Yes. But I'm driving yes. this project. Yeah. And it, again, it, it's from the resiliency standpoint that I'm driving it. They're not going to take it from me. Yeah. yeah. That happened in Jamaica. Yeah. We learned from that. It's not going to happen again. No, no. This is different now. We 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 corrected our mistakes, mm-hmm. and now the world is seeing what Ron Kelman's all about. So, Ron Kelman, um, believe it or not, our time is almost up. But I want you to capture for us um, what's the main thing you want us to leave from uh, or take from this conversation that we've had. A great conversation but I'm certain that you want us to have a takeaway with this. For the young people listening, Andre. Yeah. Don't stop dreaming. No dream is too big. It's never too big. Yeah. It's going to take some time, but don't stop. Don't, don't be afraid of getting knocked down. Yes. What I also want you to do is reach out to people. Yes. And learn from them. Everyone has something that they can, share with you that's going to impact your life some point in time. Yeah. So, so don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to hear no. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Learn from the no. Yeah. Because no gives an opportunity to get to a yes. Yeah, that's true. So in, in, in business, call the CEO at seven o'clock in the morning on his office line. Cause he's the only one there. Yes. You have to worry about the gatekeepers that time of the day. That's right. Yeah. Right. So, so this is the message of the young people. Don't be afraid to make that call. Yeah. If you want something, go get it. Yeah. What did they say? No. So what? You learned. Yeah. Okay, I can't go this way. Yeah, but there's another way. Absolutely. You know, I can share with you, Dre, mm-hmm. one last thing. Yeah, sure. I tried to become a vendor within all the school boards of Ontario. Mm-hmm. They told me no. Mm-hmm. But I found a different way. And you're back in. And I'm back in. Yeah. Bigger than bigger. Yes. Than anybody ever thought. Sure. So so again, God said, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. And and he took me from misery. 
to where now, you know, people are asking me for my opinion yeah. on how do we do this? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like today, you know, I was talking to someone at the school board. They're just like, Ron, the MOU is within our best interest. We're going to get this done real quick. Yeah. Don't worry. We got you is what they told me. Sure. And and, and so if you told me a year ago, mm-hmm. man, I'm working on a, on a massive MOU that's going to impact every school board in this country. Yeah. I'd say no way. Yeah. But here it is because I didn't stop. Yeah. So, so when people, when people chase you, it's okay to run. Sure. <laughs> but you know, you come back another day. Yeah. So here's the thing, Ron. Um, number one, I want to thank you for joining us on this platform of BSTL. And of course we are building something that lasts here, but I was listening to you on the conclusion to our conversation. And there are four words that you have used that I hope our audience is going to have as a takeaway. Number one, dream. Number two, learn. Number three, make that call. And number four, you've got to believe. Uh, I thank you for joining us today. And for those of you that have been listening, look, uh, it's a practical conversation, but it's a powerful one. um, Because in the midst of life, in the midst of disappointments, Ron Kelman is still here because he refuses to quit. And because he refuses to quit, Uh, The God that he believes in, and we believe in the same God, Ron, that same God is still continuing to elevate you. Uh, If you'd like to have a bigger conversation about this, you know how you guys can reach me, bstlinc21 at gmail.com. Send the message there. We'd love to have this conversation with you. But look, if you're going to go into uncharted waters, you have to be willing to get wet. And if you are, then the rest is going to be history but you have to wait. It is going to come right. to pass. Right. Until next time, see you all. One, one last thing. One yeah, last yeah, thing, Greg. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Please, yeah. please tell them to go to look at gauntletroadtennis.com. Yeah, say that one more time. Gauntletroadtennis.com. All right, cool. We'll make sure that everybody goes there. We'll also put it in the LinkedIn uh, space yeah. there so that they, they capture this. Thanks, Ron. Until next time. Thank you, brother. All right, take care. Bye-bye.